In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It is good to meditate on the love of God in its absolute simplicity. Jesus loves you. You uniquely. After all, you are the one, through, you are the one whom he made. And through him, you have been redeemed. And through the outpouring of his Holy Spirit, you have been made new. If you have been distanced from this Lord Jesus Christ and from his love, it's time to return. It's time to draw back near to him. For he loves you. If you are not baptized, he would baptize you and have you as his own. If you are baptized... Remember that that baptism is an irrevocable gift and a daily reality. It's not merely that you were baptized, it's that you are baptized. And the Lord Jesus who died for you now lives for you to wash away every sin. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. From the simplicity of his love to at least some amount of depth we go as we look into our gospel text. It is Holy Week, and Jesus is on a kind of tour of force. He's bested the Pharisees. He's bested the Sadducees. The Pharisees aren't done. They still want one more shot at him. And so they convene together with a plan that they will ask the Lord about the scriptures and about the greatest commandment within them. Surely, he'll answer in some way that they can nitpick or scrutinize or call into question. Of course, to their astonishment and chagrin, Jesus answers in a way that they simply cannot rebut. The lawyer, that is to say, the expert in the scriptures, asks him what is the greatest commandment within the scriptures, within the Bible. And Jesus says the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And, he says, a second is like it, that you would love your neighbor as yourself. We should note that in our Lord's words, it is a second person singular, meaning you, individually, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. You, individually, love your neighbor as yourself. Obviously, we see how woefully short we fall of these great commandments. In fact, if we didn't do so mindlessly, just a moment ago, we confessed, we said directly to God, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved 
our neighbors as ourselves. Perhaps it is merely our Lord's intention to leave them under that law and under its inevitable indictment, revealing unto the Pharisees that they are sinners. Or perhaps, again, there's more to it. Because that second person singular, you shall love the Lord your God, you shall love your neighbor, is in fact fulfilled by man. That is, by one man. By Christ himself. Perfect love for God depicted throughout Christ's life, but in no place more poignantly than on the cross, where he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Even when Christ bears your sins and mine, indeed the sins of the whole world, such that God rightly and justly forsakes him, even then he cries out in perfect love to the Father, My God, my God. And of course, his love for neighbor demonstrated throughout his life, but nowhere more poignantly than once again on the cross, where he is being crucified for your sins and mine. And yet he prays on behalf of us to the Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I think it helps us to meditate on these words being fulfilled in Christ because of what he says next. He says on these two commandments, love for God and love for neighbor, all the law, the Torah, and the prophets hang. Now the ESV puts depend, which maybe that makes more sense to you. It doesn't one bit to me. Upon these two commandments hang all of the scriptures, hang the Bible. In fact, the very word there is the same word used for the two who are crucified next to Jesus, who hang next to Jesus, or for the millstone that is hung around the neck of that person who causes a little child to forsake Jesus. What does this mean? As the cross is planted in the earth and points vertically to heaven, so also Christ loves God perfectly. As the bar of the cross points horizontally to all neighbors, so Christ loves neighbor perfectly. And upon this love fulfilled in Christ and him crucified, hang all the scriptures. Indeed, in a very real sense, he is the scripture embodied hanging from the cross. Or, to ask the question from a different angle, why are the scriptures written? These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, and that by believing you may have life in his name. All the scriptures are predicated upon the love of God the Father, expressed through the love of God the Son, 
unto you. And that love manifests itself at its root in those very simple words, I forgive you. But more than just forgive you, he loves you. He likes you. Indeed, he sees the afflictions and the crosses that you bear, and he means them for and works them out for your good. Now, while Jesus has the Pharisees' attention, he asks them a question. The Messiah, who do you think he is? Whose son is he? Well, David's son, they answer. And then Jesus gives them a riddle from the scriptures that's not all that much of a riddle. Why then does David say, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. To make the interpretation a little easier, the father says to the son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. In other words, Jesus has set before them the teaching of Scripture that the Messiah is true God and true man, David's son, yet David's Lord. And this teaching of the Scriptures in the mouth of Jesus leaves the Pharisees without rebuttal, without comeback, utterly silenced. The scriptures themselves have done the silencing. David's son and David's Lord. David's neighbor and David's God. So Christ pointing us here also to his fulfillment as the one who loves God and man. And we are invited also then to love this same Christ, to return his great love to us. And in loving Christ, you simultaneously love God and neighbor because that is who he is unto you. And in loving Christ, you come to love the Father because you come to know him and his great love. In loving Christ, you come to know your neighbor. And indeed, loving Christ is loving neighbor. As Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these who are my brothers, you do unto me. Oh, the depths and the wonder and the profoundity of the love of God in Christ Jesus. And yet also just this simple. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.